best song ever. A little baby. I'm your host, Snoop the Ben, alongside me as always. We got Carter Beaufort on the drums. And of course, we got Kevin Connor, dear friend, music here. Kevin, what do what you doing now? I'm good. Oh, good to see your face like moon on the Sunday, do but yeah. I'm I'm confused. I'm a little scared because you said your name is Luke LeBen, but you're clearly uh Dave Matthews. Oh man, I got the I got the Dave. I got too deep into Dave and I'm speaking like the man now. You wanna run around naked? Oh man. Uh Okay, so I, so y- you are Luke, and you've you've become infected with some sort of Dave Matthews disease. I'm too deep into Dave. Uh, I you need to do a Dave exorcism for me, Kevin. I think we should do it off mic. Let's go. Okay. Oh, okay. Thanks. I feel so much better. Uh man, Kevin just like blasted a bunch of art rock into my ears, and it just totally healed me. Uh, got the Dave right out of my system and I'm feeling a lot better. That was scary. I didn't know what was happening there, but that's what happens when you get too deep in the Dave, you know, yeah, you just if, start if you, talking uh, like him. If that ever happens to someone you love, uh, any amount of Radiohead will immediately stop it. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. That really helped. So, and when you put on in rainbows, I was like, oh shit, I can feel myself coming back it and was- fighting off the Dave. Times. Yeah, I uh, I like doing just like literally the first note of Karma Police. Boom, gone, done. It's yeah. yep. It's a violent cleansing. Um. So obviously this all happened because I was at the Dave shows this weekend, uh, in Florida of all places, which was terrifying. Actually, uh, the first night was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the show, uh, because. A, there were much less people, so you had a lot of room to distance on the lawn. Um, Number two, I was drunk, and that always makes (laughs) the show better. Um, But the second night, while they played some of their obvious bangers, uh, there were way too many people there. And this was like the day that there was some variant that emerged in Florida, and so it was it was a little scary. We had our masks on, but it was so fucking hot. And like it was just brutal with the mask on too. Like the sun went down and I was still just pouring sweat. That's how hot it was. I'll tell you what, Luke. I uh I like to think of myself as open-minded. And I'll do anything once. Uh I th- Don't do th- this, th- thing. I, this sounds like hell. And I I fought it a little bit, eventually got talked into it, but yeah, Florida in the summer is one thing, but then packed in a lawn full of Dave fans, like, you know, you've been to DTE, you have like paths to walk to get to the concessions, none, you couldn't, you, I was stepping over people, like you couldn't move, it was insane. The Dave, the Dave fans merged into just one Dave fandom. Yes, so we spent like a third of the concert, no joke, down the concession area. We went and bought a t-shirt, and and so we were like, we needed a breather, and then went back for the end of it. But uh, yeah, it was intense. It was a little scary. Uh, I will say one of the fun moments uh, of the first night was when I say to Kyle that his song Don't Drink the Water that they were playing, which is one of probably the best Dave song, one of their more known songs. 
I said this is about colonizers killing the natives and taking their land. And Kyle's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you didn't realize that. And then I realized like half the people there probably uh, completely disagree with the whole message of the song, but still know every single word and just don't know what it means. You know, like they're just like singing, there's blood in the water. <laughs> they have no clue what it's referring to. It's just, like, it's because they killed people. Just to like a hell yeah, brother. Sing a right. Bloody water. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, in that way, Dave's kind of genius because he has captivated an audience who wildly disagrees with his own beliefs because he's a total fucking. It's like hippie. that super patriotic song, uh, Born in the USA. Oh. Love that. Yeah. Exactly. That uh Bruce Bruce is such a big America first guy. <laughs> yeah. Always always has been, always will be. Um, but so luckily I uh survived two Dave shows in Florida. I should have got a shirt that said that. Um so yeah, it was a pretty exciting weekend. Uh like you had that going on. Mm-hmm. Uh you had Lollapalooza happening, DeBaby yeah. making his homophobic comments and you know, that was pretty crazy. Then you had the Olympics. Uh-huh. Um anything else important happen this weekend? Oh, oh, well, I know what it is. Yep, I see you look. Uh, Disney's Jungle Cruise came out, number one uh, movie in gotta, the world. We gotta talk The Rock. Yep, I know you were excited for that. That that must be what you were uh, sort of yeah. leading me towards there, right? I think that yeah. was pretty much it. There's yeah. there's, a, there's one other thing. Oh, did I miss something? What was uh, it? Uh, I sent you a text. When your Dave inubration, uh, oh, Saturday. wait a second, you yeah. got engaged, you motherfucker. I did. How, how could I forget? Well, you know, you, I sent a text to you, and you said, Congratulations, and you said yes. that Kyle said, Congratulations as well, and most importantly, you said that Dave said, Congratulations. Well, I said that we love you, and that Dave loves you too. Yes, and that is that is the trifecta that any uh, recently engaged couple needs. So we feel loved and excited. Yes, and, uh, it's just a fun time. Yes, very excited for you to uh, join the ranks of the married uh, men. You know, I saw that picture of you down on your knee in the. DIA like courtyard with the flowers. It looked very beautiful. It um, uh, wasn't even the DIA. I don't want to go oh, it wasn't. too into it. It was a it was a chaotic day. Audibles were called. Uh, oh, okay. There was a what I can only describe as a nail catastrophe. Oh and, no! Uh, and we made it work, and everyone was happy and excited. So so when nice. life gives I you mean, lemons, you know. Yeah. Get down on one knee and give those lemons to the person you love. There you go. I mean, you got to make it work. You made it work, like Tim Gunn says. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that it seemed like a really uh, great proposal you did. Very cool ring. I will say it was the second most impressive proposal uh, I saw that weekend because someone got Dave gauged. Oh, God. <laughs> Meaning. I- they got proposed to at the Dave concert, and uh, so yeah. So it was a Dave. Dave I said man. my personal hell is a Dave Matthews show in the Florida summer. Uh, Annie's personal hell 
is being is proposed to at a Dave Matthews show <laughs> during a Florida summer. Uh, we went to the Tigers game a few weeks ago, and like she knew this was coming. This wasn't a surprise. Like she just didn't know like when or where. And I kinda, right. I looked over and I was like, fourth inning, keep an eye out, fourth inning. And she's like, <laughs> like she's like, I know you're joking, but stop joking about this because like Cam. <laughs> that would be that's her worst nightmare minus. Actually, yeah. that's her second worst nightmare. Her first worst nightmare is, in fact, the Dave Gage situation. Yeah. So this was a, anything a quiet. Super, yeah, like anything super public, you need that quiet personal engagement. Yes. Uh, uh, on a musical note, when after she said yes, I stood up and we hugged. And there was clapping from like a half a block away. And like yeah. some stranger had been like walking out of a restaurant and saw <laughs> us and took pictures. And like that's the picture you saw. No way. And he was like, this is amazing. I was just down here. I was going to like DJ something and like I was getting food and I was like kind of bummed I had to be down here all night because like I didn't want to work. And now like this is amazing. Um, And like he sent me the photos and like I shook his hand and that's like the entirety of the interaction we had. So that guy was cool. I hope his DJ set ruled. That's sweet. That explains the uh, voyeuristic angle of the photo. Because Kyle did say, who took that photo? And I was like, it's probably like Annie's friend or family member or something. Just some dude. Some DJ. Just some dude. Just Yeah, just a DJ in Detroit. Uh, our guardian DJ. Well, congrats, buddy. I'm very happy for you and Annie. And uh, I know the, the best song ever, Fandom, is as well. But this isn't best engagement ever. It's best song ever. It was. And... Though. It was, but that's not what this show is. Um, and boy, boy doozy, do I got some good ones. I, uh, you Ooh, know, I we're got always... some good ones too. Hey, that's fun. This is going to be a good episode, I can tell. Uh, but, you know, we're always like playing the music that we're into at the time, but just occasionally lightning strikes and just get the best of the best, the tip of the top. And I think that's what we've got on this episode. So let's get into it. Let's start with an explosive opener from innovative rock gods, sleigh bells. Speaking about audibles being called Kevin and I both had the same first song and it was sleigh bells uh, yep. with this song locust laced. And yep. so, we don't need to tell each other all about the whole history of it because we know that it's fucking amazing and it's just badass. Right, Kevin? Anything to add there? No, I this song hit my inbox and I was super excited about it. I love Sleigh Bells. I think Absolutely. They're uh most people are definitely familiar with their earlier work, but I think a lot of their newer stuff has been really good. Um, yeah, I I love Treats. Like, it's obviously one of my favorite albums of all time. And when I heard it in 2010, I still remember the moment. I was like, I'd never heard anything like this and still haven't because they have one of the most unique sounds. And uh, I, I think over the course of their five albums, some stuff's worked better than others. But I've always stuck with them, too. And same as you were saying, I think they never really lost their touch they've all they've been doing some good stuff on every album but this feels like it has the spirit of classic treats era sleigh yes. bells 
but with some of the uh, growth and experimentation in the production that they've shown over the course of these five albums. Uh, And Derek said, we stopped worrying about whether or not we're in or out of our comfort zone or if we're being repetitive or formulaic. And I feel like you can hear that on the song. They're just letting loose, going wild, and uh, it, it works really well. Derek also said, the thing I'm most attracted to is the juxtaposition of happy and sad, melancholy and hope. A lot of this is about trying to hold on to a shred of optimism through sheer force of will. And I hope this music can give people some joyful energy and confidence. It's certainly been giving me that this week. I listened to it like yesterday morning to get just up and hyped and ready for the day. And it was a great day starter. Yeah, they uh, they put out a, a you know release for this and it said that they didn't go back to basics by emulating the sound of their landmark debut treats, but they did reconnect with that record's brash speaker-rattling energy. And uh, that certainly feels like the case. Like, if Sleigh Bells were to come out today, like, as a debut, it would sound like this. This is definitely, like, right. a, a throwback to that sound, but definitely in a 2021 landscape. And yeah. This album is a quote the most fully actualized version of the band, and that's exciting. I feel like that comes through. That's what you hear on this song. The electronic beats, the metal guitar, and the schoolyard chants are all in full effect. So the spirit of Sleigh Bells is stronger than ever on this song. So let's take a listen to Sleigh Bells with Locust with Locust Laced.
hot Lordy, diggity Lordy, dog. Very Gordy. Wait, we switched catchphrases, but either way, this song gets a big old thumbs up from both of us because we four thumbs up, four thumbs up. Um, so great. Rips so hard. It's been stuck in yes. my head. I've been just listening to it constantly. So the video is super cool. It's like a hee-haw American bandstand type thing where they're like performing on this like Western TV show. And it's just this super surreal experience where Alexis keeps like banging her head into the brick wall and like losing her mind. And it's just this insane like electronic metal punk pop song playing for like a western audience and i love the backup singers are like in like a little red cowboy outfit and yeah and just going for it going for it and uh i love Derek's the goofy looks on his face as he's like playing guitar but yeah uh again i like the juxtaposition that he was talking about i feel like that just with that like very old timey like pure conservative uh like setting sort of the like west the good old days the good old days and then you have this just like insane modern sound like jumble of sounds happening and uh like you talked about like the good and evil stuff because it's like she just keeps talking about like wicked raining <laughs> and like the the lyrics are like something you would hear on a metal song talk about like wicked like let your wickedness reign and so it's like very weird for a setting like that but also in the lyrics uh like how she says uh i feel like dynamite and i thought it just repeated is that what you thought she just says i feel like dynamite twice or yeah yeah i did until i looked at the lyrics and it's, and it's i feel like dynamite I, f- I feel like dying tonight dying tonight so it's like the Which, second part just completely changes the sort of uh the meaning and of all it. the all the verses are also like kind of speaking to a death wish right so just, it, it makes a lot more sense than than it's kind of a, a switcheroo on the second right you know repetition of each in the chorus i it's it very much feels to me like that classic Americana yeehaw good old days. Right. Like, setting is clearly shown to be falling apart at the seams. Yes, exactly. And it probably always was, so you can't really, like, go back to that and say that it was great because it wasn't, uh, right. you know. I love also the... Send me an angel, pause of death. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. again, the second part completely changes the meaning of the first part. And you're like, oh, okay, so there's something else going on here. Uh, so, yeah, like juxtaposing that violent imagery of like her with the closing her hand in the door and all this just insane death and destruction with like the cheery positivity. Everything's all shucks. It's all cool over here, you know. Uh, that's just brilliant, and I love what they're doing with the whole aesthetic of this new album. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. And, you know, I was really bummed because it was, like, out in September, and I was like, oh, it's so far away. And then I nope. all of a sudden got, like, just a gut punch that September is a single month away. I know, it's nuts. Um, but this is, uh, this is the one small comfort that we take at the insane passage of time is that we get the Sleigh Bells album very soon yes the sleigh bells ring are you listening exactly so that was sleigh bells with locust lace from texas 
That is out September 10th on Mom and Pop. I thought you were going to try and say that all at the same time as me, Kevin, but I'm glad you didn't. Oh, well, what a nightmare that would be. Also, it's like she's talking about give me a taste, let it be locust-laced. What is she on, the Snowpiercer train eating bugs? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) Who goes next? Because that was both of our song. I'll go next. Cool. So, Luke, I want you to go ahead. I want you to look in your closet. Oh, am I going to have to clean out my closet like Marshall Mathers? Nope. We're, we're just looking for one specific piece of clothing. Okay. It's bright white. Mm-hmm. And it, it holds your bottom half oh. real comfortably. Oh, you're talking about my good fancy diaper. Oh, no. Uh, We'll unpack that later. I uh, am pivoting very quickly, of course, to the next band I will play, which is White Denim. Ooh. Yes, they are out with a new single today titled Crystal Bullets. Now, I get them mixed up with uh, White Reaper because they both have white in the beginning of their name. But both are good bands, and I'm always excited to see some new stuff from White Denim. Yeah, this is a track with an irresistible groove that floats playfully, effortlessly skyward with bright, breezy sax and intricate guitar. Um, Speaking of the track, band member James Petrelli said, The music for Crystal Bullets was inspired by the groove of the great Bernard Purdy and the signature chopped and screwed, slowed and throwed production techniques of Houston, Texas's uh, DJ Screw. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. The lyrics uh, were written with our longtime friend and collaborator, Andy Pickett. And in the late 90s, Andy and him spent many hours cruising around Fort Worth in a cloud, listening to Curtis Mayfield, Arthur Lee, Daft Punk, and Big Maybell. Our years of friendship combined with our deep reverence for the masters and a willingness to try and measure up to our own work has led to another fresh piece of white denim music. That's all exciting. This is a groovy, funky track that I've really enjoyed listening to. Does it hold up to the masters? That's really for for you, Luke, and for everyone listening to find out. So why don't we stop listening to my ramblings and get into Crystal Bullets from White Denim.
That song was super cool and fun and funky. Definitely took me by surprise. Went to some interesting places, some interesting switch-ups. What was the relation you said again to Houston's screw genre? Of like chopping and screwing? It was uh, inspired by... The production techniques were inspired by that. Oh, so okay. So just uh, like a all all over the place cut and paste, chop and screw type mentality that makes a lot of sense because there was a lot of like wild elements going on a bunch of uh interesting choices they made there that's cool yeah i uh i really enjoyed it a lot it's the band's first standalone single in uh the 10 albums they've done so that's just kind of a a crazy fun fact i uh interesting i'm glad i stumbled upon just a single by itself yeah i i they just dropped album after album and now here we are so that was white denim with crystal bullets out on a special 12 inch vinyl uh with b-side king tears from the band's own label english mallard i can't hear the word denim anymore without thinking of john early's uh characters episode on netflix oh my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm looking for my denim. Oh, God. Now, I'm I glad say. you told me that after we talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if you would know what I was talking about. 100%. But it's so good. Well, I'm super excited. Uh, I was excited for the first one. Now, I don't even know. I can't even contain myself because my next song comes from an album that recently came out and quickly became one of my favorite albums of the year. I've been listening to it constantly. This is the album Animal by Lump. 
You heard this, Kev? Yes, I'm excited. Yeah, this is amazing. Uh, Lump is the duo of acclaimed folk singer-songwriter Laura Marlene and accomplished producer Mike Lindsay. I played a song from their first album in 2018 and really enjoyed that album, but on their second release together, they deliver something really special. So I was like a fan of Laura Marlene uh, from her solo work. Uh, her 2017 album, Semper Femina, uh, was really great. And her 2020 album, Song for Our Daughter, was nominated for a Grammy and a Mer- Mercury Prize. And uh, she is an amazing folk singer, songwriter, writes beautiful folk songs. So I was shocked when I heard Lump and how weird and experimental and fun it was. And it showed this whole different side to what she can do. And I feel like this that picture just comes clearer into focus on this new record. And Laura says she feels like she might be edging Laura Marlene off a cliff as much as she can and putting Lump in the center, which I am all in favor of because this Lump project is incredible and it lets her embrace the weirder, darker parts of her songwriting and uh stylistically and instrumentally it's all over the map there's dark cosmic synth laden epics stripped down ballads and funky bass driven bangers Lindsay's production is just so grand and cinematic and uh laura marlene has without a doubt penned some of her greatest songs to date uh we're gonna listen to the song called climb every wall which is so catchy and bouncy, but with some interesting rhythm switch-ups, and you'll definitely hear that cinematic element to it. Uh, Laura said about the song, I'd watched a film called The Pervert's Guide to Ideology about how ideology was is woven into Hollywood cinema, and there was a bit about how in communist countries they cut out the song Climb Every Mountain from The Sound of Music because it's too much of a personal, individualistic ideology. So that's where I got this title. And Mike adds, I spent hours trying to find a baseline that would work for the song. It was a real headache. Then when I got it, I just loved it, and I made my girlfriend come downstairs and dance in the room for roughly an hour. And I would definitely dance for an hour to this baseline, because it's amazing. So let's embrace our inner animal as we listen to Lump with Climb Every Wall.
understand that you're drowning I can even understand why Lost in the art of devouring Will kill as much as keep you alive Lately you've been thinking about leaving And thinking of the reasons to leave Finding it hard to believe in Or finding something hard to believe Climb every One sec, Luke. I just, I gotta get this flute that's flying around here. I got it. Sorry, it's just, at the end of the song, I could just hear this flute circling around me. And, uh, uh, yes. I had to take care of that. One of those classic uh, yeah. women, winged, uh, winged wind instruments. That is tough to say. They don't call them woodwinds for any reason. It's actually just a wind, not a woodwind, because it doesn't ever read. But sure. Fuck. I probably should have known that since I spent uh, many years of my youth playing the flute. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. I played the flute and the oboe uh, poorly. Really? Uh, Kyle, we had a whole conversation about the oboe because of Dave Matthews' band, but uh, really with the instrument she was thinking of was the baritone sax. I myself played the alto sax uh, back in band during the day, or back back in the uh, day. The sax kids at uh, at my school were the cool kids. So really, I wish. Uh, uh, yeah, they had I, I guess that, that wasn't the case school. at yours. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Um. Anyway, the flute's flying around your head. What'd you think of the song? Yeah, that was that was cool. The production on that really stands out. Yeah. Um. It definitely it feels like a folk album dialed up to eleven with it, not just your usual uh, folk palettes. Yeah, but a lot more, a lot more involved, a lot more coming through, a lot more used. It's I I've listened to this album once. I need to spend more time with it, but in my listen, I definitely felt that there was a lot brought to the table, and this track is really a good example of that. Yeah, no, it's interesting because Laura Marlene's like folk sensibilities definitely come through, even though the music is wildly <laughs> different and very experimental and goes some really interesting places uh you can definitely still sort of hear that vibe i think on this song definitely you can and i love her vocal performance did you notice the whisper track did you notice that because i didn't notice for like the first three times i listened to it i did i was gonna comment on it and then i heard the flute at the end and And i was like i gotta i gotta do this i gotta do this flute bit um but yeah no i was listening to it last night and i was like how did i not even notice there's like they're whispering right in my ear it's great um the song after this one red snakes 
is like a stripped down ballad and it just gives me chills when I listen to it. Her lyrics are just incredible. I mean, on this song, I love the lyrics and her vocal performance too, but uh, that one, I was like, I need to stop this or else I'm going to come on here like in tears. Um, And <laughs> Laura said, there's a bit of a theme of hedonism on the album of desires running wild. And also it fed into the idea we had from the start of thinking of lump as it's as a kind of representation of instincts and the world turned upside down. And uh, Mike said, we created lump as a sort of persona and an idea and a creature through lump. We find our inner animal and through that animal, we traveled into a parallel universe. And so it's interesting because I love that that theme of just like going nuts. Like this is their place where they like access that inner animal, go to weird places uh, that they wouldn't normally go to. And so that's why I think like a boggy marsh, like a boggy marsh. Why do you say that? <laughs> I Because every time I hear lump, I think of the presidents of the United States song. And that's the first lyric. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I know that song. Oh, Oh yeah, you know it. It's it's like a, is that like a, it was the like in song they're band. known for? It's, yeah. Oh okay, that's their big thing. Because I like I know the name. I've been of trying that to, band, but I've been trying to work in a lump reference for like the last fifteen minutes, and that's I knew I was running out of time, so I really just Good. had to go for it. Yeah. And, uh, well, and it, it didn't work. It's okay. Yeah, it didn't interrupt what I was saying at all. Uh, but hey, I did it with the denim thing, so you you get one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just. The album cover of this is like, it looks like they just like went nuts in front of a camera and it pictured, it like captured this really weird moment where like her arms and leg are in the air and he's like shaking his hands in a weird way and his tassels on his shirt are like flying in every direction. And uh, it, I find it interesting. Like, it seems like there's these like scenes of this person or people, just this like character who is like she said, like just following their instincts and uh, there's this sort of theme on, on the next on red snakes I'm talking about where she talks about like, and she says in this, you know, I can see that you're grieving and I can understand why. Um, And it made me think of, this is a really weird parallel that I'm sure lump did not think anyone would draw. We've been watching uh, Too Hot to Handle, the Netflix reality show. And, uh, you know, the show is all about, like, these people who, like, they, they're, like, players and then they can't have sex or they lose the prize money. And uh, there's a guy on it who's, like, a stripper. And you think, okay, you know, like, he's he's obviously, like, a ladies' man or whatever. And then he tells his story and it's, like, he was married when he was really young and she cheated on him and he was like hurt. So his whole life, he's just like been trying to hurt women the way he'd been hurt. And it's like this whole deep thing. And I just like feel like I got some of that on this album of this person who's like trying to recapture their their youth or something that they lost uh, on Red Snakes. She says the line, uh, you'll never get back to the old ways. So despise what you've lost for your own sake. And so like someone who like has lost something or is trying to recapture something. And so their, their instincts and their desires just come out in these destructive ways. And 
it's a super interesting topic to explore and i feel like they really get at some 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 interesting insights into the human psyche as how we manifest those emotions and why we do what we do so it's a brilliantly written brilliantly produced album and it is one of my favorite of the year gonna want to check this one out so that was lump with climb every wall from animal out now on chrysalis records and partisan records luke my last song today is from an album that came out early this year i was just a wee little podcast host i missed it but i've swung back around and really come to have a great appreciation give it the old swing around i am spe- oh no oh god dave's back dave's back <laughs> Uh, let me put on some Neutral Milk Hotel in your headphones. And how's that feel? I'm good. Thank you. That okay, cool. It's real good. Uh, so I am speaking of the album, A Billion Little Lights from Wild Pink. Yes, I've been meaning to check this one out and still have not. So I'm interested to hear this. Yeah, it is a album that I have classified as my Saturday morning music, okay. which is just good listening nice albums that uh that just really start your day out uh on the right on the right step just good listening nice albums yeah it's good listening nice album you know the old gla yeah wild pink of course is the project of john ross and on this album he explores the dichotomy of finally achieving emotional security of accepting the love and peace he deprived himself of in his 20s, while also feeling existentially smaller and more directionless than ever before. Mm. You know, that's a, that's, a, that's a vibe we all know. Yeah. This album was produced by Grammy-winning producer David Greenbaum of U2, Beck, and Jenny Lewis fame. And oh. it's a two-pronged triumph. An extraordinary reflection on the human condition presented through the sharpest, grandest, and most captivating songs Wild Pink have ever composed. A two-pronged triumph sounds like my penis. Oh, no. (laughs) You know, Luke, between this and the diaper thing, I am getting a window into your life that I did not need or want. I got issues. (laughs) (laughs) Well, issues are the name of the game with this album. And I'm going to play the opening track, uh, which is called The Wind was like a train and it's a soft gentle song that kind of builds into itself and it's just if this album starts your day right this song starts this album right sounds lovely so why don't we listen to the wind was like a train from wild pink
gotta give that a lordy lordy barry gordy i loved that so much i didn't realize the song was over and started listening to the next song and then i was like oh shoot uh that was great i really uh it went like kind of harder than i thought it would it was still gentle and building like you said but it it had a decent build-up and i feel like grew a lot but that little uh like piano riff and then it changes and sounds like there's like some melodica or something else going on in the second chorus. But like that little riff was so catchy and poppy and gentle. And I just loved it. Yeah. The, that goes for the whole album. I think it's really a well-produced, well put together piece of music. And it's, it's like 40 minutes long. Like it's, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, by the time it ends, you're like, ah, uh, I might play that again. Yeah, uh, I really, I really have enjoyed it. It might, it might crack my end of your list. I, uh, I've spent a lot more time with it than I even expected on first listen because, like, I just, it's just a good old nice jam or whatever the hell I called the last last segment. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm adding it to my to listen to playlist because that's a contender. Uh, I if you're thinking it's gonna be a list topper for you. I definitely need to give this whole album a listen. I, I have a question for you, Luke. How yes. long is your to listen to playlist? Uh, right now, there's only like 20, um, 14 songs, of just stuff I'm trying to catch up on. Uh, my best albums playlist is 61 songs long right now. Oh, so that's no. like my big long list. Uh, but yeah. I, uh, Maybe I should get to work on this. I have a playlist so that I just like throw anything that I haven't like given a listen to yet into. Nice. And uh, it's 18 hours long. Shoot. I should probably do that. I should probably check out yours because uh, I I need to catch up on some stuff because I missed the past couple weeks. I was listening to you know, Only Sparks and then I went on vacation. So Yeah, I'm scrolling through it and I don't even recognize any of this stuff. So I really <laughs> should... Uh... Maybe that's you gotta cast the weekend. net wide to catch the fish that are really worth it. That's a phrase, right? Nope. <laughs> now it is. It's a pretty good one, actually. Yeah, I like it. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to check out that album. That song ruled. Yeah, it's really good. That was Wild Pink with The Wind Was Like a Train off of A Billion Little Lights out now on Royal Mountain Records. Alright, well I got a great song uh to end us on here not only is it great it's okay and i'll explain that in a second but did you hear the news kevin porch kid's gonna leave his porch whoa porch kid's gonna leave his porch whoa porch kid's gonna leave his porch whoa yes i'm of course talking about my main man main with an e it's aaron main creator of the musical project porches and he's back baby he's off the porch and he's unleashed um and i like to think that he's stoop kid all grown up that's why he named his album porches because in our universe it was porch kid it wasn't stoop kid like it wasn't hey arnold yeah Uh, okay yeah well and you can't name a band (laughs) stupis no i guess it'd just be stoops (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I like Stupis. Stupis is good, though. Maybe you can name a band Stupis. I'd like to see you stop anyone. Wait, wait let me. You can name a band anything. Are, There's it is, it is not be, a band. I'm, we're oh, okay. Oh, okay. 
I thought maybe, uh, you know, it would be like in another language or something and it means something else and it's just spelled stupid. Uh, <laughs> but no, Porches is back. I love Porches. Over the course of four Porches albums, Aaron has constantly switched up the sound going from guitar rock to electronic pop to house, similar to what we were talking about with Sleigh Bells. He's had a career now where tried some stuff and experimented with the sound and now can just sort of go back to the drawing board of what's natural, what's essential and deliver some awesome music out of that. He said, these are the most energetic off the cuff moments collaged together into the most captivating songs I can make. And, uh, he said about the album, I recorded this album in my room between October, 2019 and April, 2021. The world was flipped and I wanted to make something injected with as much love, urgency, and lust for humanity as I possibly could. So I said, not only is the song great, but it's okay. That's because the song is called Okay. And uh, we're going to hear some love, urgency, and lust for humanity, just like he said. This is a guitar-driven, sunny jam which I did not expect and was pleasantly surprised by what he's doing on this new song. Uh, it's different and new, but also has his signature production and sound manipulation that adds just another interesting element on an already amazingly constructed song. So let's take a listen to Porches with OK. Okay, I gotta give that song a hot diggity dog. Yeah, you gotta. 
I, you know what? Like, I feel like Porches has not been gone for that long, but I just have this urge to say I'm excited for Porches to be back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's a fun song. Just exciting to hear more music. And it is uh, kind of an unexpected, just like kind of rocky, stripped yeah. down like sound. I it's I would say it had some fuzzy guitars if we hadn't played Sleigh Bells uh, yeah. early in the podcast. We're like... Everything sounds crystal clear when you compare right. it to a Sleigh Bells track. Uh, uh, these are kind of like twinkly guitars, but with a little bit of fuzz there as yeah. it goes on. It, it's like it's like 4% fuzz. Yeah. It is It is my beard in high school. 4% fuzz. <laughs> exactly. But that's a fun track. I'm excited to hear more, and honestly, maybe go back and listen to more porches because I haven't in a while, and that's always fun to do. Yeah, and I say he's back. It's they. I think there was an album in 2020. Yeah, I know. I and, I, I get that they just there has not thing. been a long gap without right. porches. Um, but, but it's always exciting for more. And I have played a song from the past two porches albums on the podcast uh love all all of these albums but super excited to see him going in a kind of different direction although the first porches album is kind of uh more guitar rock it wasn't really electronic that much and it sounds very different from what you know a lot of people would maybe know him from if uh you listen to the pool album you think oh that's porches sound but it actually started off very different yeah so all sort of coming together in a nice little pool there. And uh, I love how it cuts out before that last chorus. I had to headbang when it all comes back in. Uh, so good. And I love that line about just because I don't want to be your friend doesn't mean you're not my favorite person. And uh, sounds like, you know, you're like uh, another great porches sort of lovelorn song of like, I don't want to be your friend, but I still, you're like the best to be, you know? And, um, but saying, you think I'm swimming in it, but I'm actually doing okay. This is like the opposite to my comic romances. I'm not okay. The, a spiritual sequel in, in a lot of ways. Of course. <laughs> um, so that was porches with, okay. From all day, gentle hold exclamation point out October 8th on Domino. I was, verbalizing the exclamation point it's just the symbol it's not like spelled out also aaron main did the best press photo i've ever seen where it's like him like kissing an imaginary person's face so it's just like his hands and like his lips puckered it's the funniest thing i've ever seen um so well done sir uh luke we're one song short this week because we did double up so i think we, we only dubbed. got we only got one more thing to do this week, and that is... Talk about the music we're excited for in Shouts. I've got a few I am excited for this week. Uh, first of all, a remix album from Krangbin, the Mordecai remixes. Mordecai was a fantastic album from last year. I'm excited to hear a new riff on that. And then a big week for hip-hop possibly mm-hmm. uh i'll i'll skip to the most obvious one i'll put that at the end but we've got uh nas with king's disease 2 
Always Sick. excited for new music from Nas, as well as Homeboy Sandman with Anjalitu. Definitely yeah. excited to check that out. He's cool. And Luke, maybe I'm getting played for a fool for the second time, but we have Kanye West with Donda. Kanye Donda. Uh, he's been locked in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta for like a month, <laughs> living know. in a very small room. Uh, what? Do you think this his, album is coming out? First off, his divorce is clearly not going well. <laughs> he's like crashing in a stadium in a tiny room. Um, hey, I heard like a clip uh, of one song that sounded cool. I, I think he's still doing that like gospel sample stuff. Um I think I think he'd be stupid to not put it out at this point. He delayed it. So I have faith that Kanye Donda. Faith. I've got faith. I think um, I will God listen. is King. <laughs> I think I will listen to this album. I have not listened to God is King. Honestly, I might Pretty never. I've okay. a I've heard very few good things about it, but I may give Donda a whirl and uh that might be this day. Yeah. I like saying Kanye Donda like a baby, like Goo Goo Gaga. Kanye Donda. Okay. This is this is strike three, Luke. <laughs> we got we got the diaper. We got, we got like forks. Oh yes. Yeah. And now yes. you like speaking like a baby. I don't know what's going on. And you know what? I want to move past it. So what do you got? All right. First up, my boy John Moods with So Sweet, So Nice. My interview of John is out now on offshelf.net. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the second part of the So Sweet, So Nice saga, bringing it all together. I just re-listened to the first half and it's so good and funky and smooth and delightful. So super excited to hear the full album. Then we got Laura Stevenson with Laura Stevenson. There it is. It's her. Listen Don't forget to it. it. Yep. Uh, Kississippi who has been played on this podcast before with Mood Ring. New song from that sounded pretty cool. Uh, Good old Hippocampus, members of which produced Samia's album, which I'm obsessed with. Good Dog, Bad Dream. Uh, That should be cool. They're always uh, great to listen to. Then I heard this person, Glaive. It's kind of like hyper pop. It's it's pretty interesting, weird sound. With the album All Dogs Go to Heaven. But the reason I looked into it, because I'm like, is that Finn Wolfhard's band? Because I know he does music and um, this person looks exactly like him. And I'm like, in that other picture, it doesn't look like him. So I looked it up and he's like, everyone keeps saying I look like Finn Wolfhard. No, I'm not Finn Wolfhard. He's like, pretty soon it's going to be Finn Wolfhard looks like Glaive. (laughs) I'm like, wishful thinking, but not sure about that. But hey, keep the hope alive. That Stranger Things cast really has a, a lot of musical projects going on. Yeah. Well, at least two that I know of, but that's two more than most shows. Right. It's pretty uh, pretty crazy. But, you know, actors, musicians, they all want to do the same things, you know. Creative types. So, they're the worst. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. Shouts to those albums. Um, and you know what? You know who changed my fancy diaper and took me to all my appointments for my strange forked penis? My three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com and check out all of the great stuff going on over there. And uh, if you go to planetant.com slash best song ever, 
you can join our discord and share music recommendations and join the conversation it's a lot of fun over there then of course our third daddy offshelf.net uh like i said my john moods interview is up now and i got a couple others in the works that will be coming out soon that i'm excited for that's gonna do it for us this week i'm luke leben saying you better give us back and i'm kevin connor saying go ahead chase those waterfalls it's a little bit song ever. It's a little bit of a piano podcast. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.